Hello, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Podcast. I am your host, Michael Abney, and just shining the light on living life a little bit more consciously and how we do that as we talk to amazing people all over the world with what they're doing and how they're integrating their passion in life into helping other people evolve. And that's a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And today, um, have my guest on today, Esther Evans, and she is joining us again today because we've had a podcast before and I always encourage people to start messy, whatever they're doing and just kind of go for it. And we did, and we had some technical difficulties and kind of learning the system. And you were so gracious to agree to come back. So we're just going to have a, another leveled up conversation today that you guys are going to get to part of that. Um, we just shared before we started recording that it's like, I, I love these opportunities. Like this would have occurred like a fail before or did something wrong or been embarrassed to ask you to come back because I did something. It's just like, no, we're all human and we're here learning and growing. And that's what this is all about. So thank you so much for um, coming back and sharing your wisdom with us today and introduce yourself and the space that you're in. And let's dive in and have a really amazing empowering conversation today. Yeah. Thank you so Welcome. much for coming back. I, Same. like you, was actually thinking about all the different ways, you know, you could, I've certainly had technical difficulties and in the way I was looking at it was I'm flattered that you asked me back because you could have easily said, well, maybe it was for the best that that terrible conversation got lost forever and we'll just move on. But I, I am flattered that uh, it's worth a re-record. So <laughs> my name is Esther Avant. I am a health and weight loss coach. I've worked in the industry for 17 and a half years in a bunch of different settings. I started off as a personal trainer in a commercial gym. I've worked corporate wellness. I've done boutique fitness. I've done local rec centers. And over the course of my career, I've evolved and, and taken on more comprehensive interests within the industry. So originally kind of really just personal training, branched into nutrition, which is obviously very related. But now my focus is more on the mental psychological components that take the science of those things and help people actually implement them in their lives. Yes. I was personally struggling, you know, even though I had all these certifications and this degree and all this stuff, I was struggling myself with an all or nothing mentality with just, you know, feeling like I was doing what I knew I needed to do and have over the last probably decade realized just how important the psychology and the, and the mindset piece of it is that that's what takes the textbook stuff and helps me apply it in my life. You apply it in your life, helps other people do, yeah. do the same. Um, so the coaching that I offer now, I have an online health and weight loss coaching business and what we do now is, you know, kind of a one-stop shop. Yes, we cover the exercise. Yes, we cover the nutrition. Yes, we provide the accountability and support. And also we're helping you do the deeper work that's going to cement those changes for life. So A, you're dead on. Like without the belief, without the mindset stuff, you literally are, are dead in the water. You know, like everything until you get to that point is all surface, it's all outside, which is amazing and great. But to get it to work, it has to connect with what's going on with inside of us because we're the one driving it. So I'm, I'm interested. It's kind of my first question to you, too, about like when you got into this space and you sort of alluded to it just a second ago. But like, what was it about your journey that sparked this deepening to go there with the mindset thing? And and 
did you have any sort of imposter syndrome when you started to um, dive into this aspect of things? Yeah, for sure. As I think most like, people do. Like, who are we to like, yeah. I just yeah, wanted to get your take just, on that. We just don't talk about it. So I love that question because, yeah. And everybody I know, no matter how successful and accomplished and educated they are, all feel that way. So for sure. And I think, you know, for me, it was I, I got into working out when I was in high school, right before I was going to college and kind of picking a major. So I was like, well, what would I, what would I like to get paid to do? I'd like to get paid to work out. So little did I know, I was basically signing up for pre-med programming and personal training. I had next to no time to work out myself, but that's what started me down that road. And it was sort of in the course of different transitions in my life. I moved from Boston to San Diego. I moved from San Diego to, to Virginia with my now husband. And it's like, I just felt like, and this is something I hear from almost everyone I talk to, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. And that's where the imposter syndrome came in of like, who am I to be helping other people if I can't even help myself? So a lot of the education that I've done has been for my own benefit and also benefits our, our clients. Largely, I was trying to figure out how do I get out of an, this all or nothing mentality where I feel like I'm so good or I'm doing all the things for however long, but then inevitably something happens and I get thrown off and now I'm doing none of them. How can I be less extreme? How can I be more even keeled? How can I enjoy frozen yogurt with my, my boyfriend at the time and not then spiral out of control, eat everything else in sight, and then tell myself I'll start again tomorrow. Those are the things that I was struggling with that I know are very relatable to most other people. So yeah. my first endeavor was how do I overcome this myself? And then once I did and saw the freedom on the other side, how can I not share that with other people? And as my experience has grown and my education has grown, now it's not a matter of, well, here's what I did, maybe it'll work for you, but more so we have all sorts of different strategies to help yeah. you overcome whatever it is that's hand, that's holding you back. Do you notice a thread like with folks like we're, um, cause imposter syndrome, like when we label something, it turns into like people, then they'll hear that word, a buzzword and they'll, they like, nobody really goes underneath stuff, but I do. So let's talk about what's underneath that imposter. I think that'd be so valuable. Um, cause we're kind of talking about it anyway, but let's just go there. Um, so what is it like for you or what your perception or you're dealing with this all the time? Like I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. And first let's just sort of identify for me, imposter syndrome. Like when we just think about it, it's like, we're, we want to be something in the world, but yet we don't imposter syndrome for me is. Oh, I don't have an accreditation for that. Somebody didn't tell me I, I can do that. Like it's permission. It's permission, you know, to like, Hey, I see this thing, but yet I'm not saying anything or, um, like not being, not being interactive with it, or it's just basically keeping ourselves apart from the very thing that we want to do in, in life because of us. It's a story that's going on in our head somewhere in the past. We had an idea and raised our hand and somebody said, oh no, blah, blah, blah. And then whatever version of ourselves at that age, we made up a story. And that story from years ago is literally stopping us today. And that thing's not even happening. That For me, that's imposter syndrome. Yeah. So what is your, 
what is your take on that? And, and let's talk about how we can get um, past this and uh, evolve past this. Yeah, I love your definition of it. And I think it, it is kind of multifaceted like that. There's sort of the more obvious, you know, well, I'm not the expert. I don't have the PhD in this, or I didn't do the research on that, or, you know, I'm, I'm too young, whatever. But then there's the the real kind of crux of it, which is the stories we've picked up over the years. It could be this relatively inconsequential comment that a teacher made or a friend made or a parent yeah. made years ago, mm -hmm. the gist of which your brain is latched onto, which is like, who are you to do this thing? And I think I was just talking about this on another podcast. I think you'd really love the host. Her name's Danielle. Um, her podcast is Get Your Life Together, Girl. I could make an introduction if you want. Um, yeah, yes. We were talking about the importance of self-permission. And we, through the course of just like our conditioning, being, being human beings in the world, we look for external per permission to do things. A teacher telling you, you're a really good artist. You should, you yes. know, yes. or your, yes. your mom saying, you're so good at math. You know, you should have aced this test, that sort of thing. We look to outsource the permission. And one of the first steps of taking your power back is to lean on your self-permission. Nobody needs to tell me I can do this. I can just do it. And in the course of this conversation, I'm realizing how much progress I've made in my own imposter syndrome in this last probably year. I decided last December I was going to write a book. A lot of feelings of imposter syndrome at that time. Largely what I just talked about. I haven't been doing this for long enough. I don't have, you know, I didn't, I'm not an Ivy League professor who wants to hear from me. These books are already written, all that BS. And I had this sort of enlightening enlightenment, this, this moment of enlightenment, where I just realized that oh, nobody is like the, the decision maker. Nobody gets to call the shots except you. The only difference between myself and the published authors that I you know, look up to and think are so much better than me is that they have written the book already. They have taken the steps. They have done the thing. And all I have to do if I want to be one of them is do the work, be consistent, be committed, believe in myself. And the same goes for literally anything you want to accomplish. You yeah. don't need anybody else's permission. Like, yeah. yes, obviously in certain areas, like, do you need credentials sometimes? Sure. You can't just like put a sign up outside and say, I'm a doctor, I can do your surgery. There may be actual steps you need to take to qualify for something or to be skilled yeah. enough to do it. 100%, 100%. Is just yeah. deciding I'm going to do it and I am going to see it through. And does the self-doubt pop up? Of course, it does for everybody. We all have that inner critic. That's not a problem. You just learn how to manage it and say, well, I'm doing it anyway, or that's not true. Question those stories, question those beliefs and rewrite them. And the more yeah. action you take, the easier it is to silence it and to rewrite that story because now yes. you have evidence. Because it never stops. It never stops. The next thing that comes is going to have the same energetic dynamic. Like I'm building out of my, I'm doing a, a, a course, a little course. And it's, it's like, it's so important. It's like uh, designed to show people what it is to, to like my program to work with me. Right. So I know it, but like <laughs> when it comes to like putting that in a thing, like, or like an expression or a presentation, like so many things have to be thought out. And I just literally, you know, my head just goes crazy with all of those little things. Like, who are you to think that you can just go do this? At the same time, I see it everywhere that 
you know, it's basically like guiding people out of survival into, into thriving life. Like they're two separate belief systems and you can't, you can't be in a thriving place in your life and still carry limiting beliefs about how you think life was based off of the past. Like it just doesn't work. And, you know, like also too, for us is like, the, is getting to that uh, awareness about actually who is, are we serving? Like, who are we serving? I'm sure you've had the same thing. Like, there's like, you want to start to help everybody, but like, you can't help everybody. Like, you just can't. But you can help a very specific targeted audience. And the more that you get closer to that, the more your confidence peaks because you're actually, it's like the higher you reach, the digger, the deeper you've got to dig, right? So you have to like find these spaces and we have to go through, just like what you just said, you have to go through all of these spaces so that you can understand like okay in the past i would have started this i would have done one try if it didn't work out i would be like next like i never ever wanted to like get underneath why something wasn't working everybody's like that like nobody wants to see what's preventing us from having the thing that we want because if you do you have to leave survival to do that because the other thing is just in alignment with surviving. I can't do this. I'm gonna run over here and do this. I'm gonna run over here and do this. I'm gonna run and do this. Like at a certain age though, it gets really, really exhausting <laughs> trying to survive everything. So yeah. like when you just like really get present to what's underneath, what's going on underneath, life takes a different path. Like, it's not something to survive. It's like, oh my God, I get to learn. Cause that's the only two things happening. You're winning or you're learning. You're winning or you're learning. You're winning or you're learning. Boom, that's it. But we, we don't have those role models out there yet that's in the outside world that says that. It's like, can you imagine just like knowing as a child that you can never fail? Can you imagine that? Like, you know, in saying that, I'm, I'm very, conscious of how I talk to my, my almost five-year-old son, because I know that, you know, now, now what I know about brains that, you know, how impactful these years are. And that's, that's something that I'm going to really try on with him is talking about trying and learning and growing and that, you know, that there really is yeah. no such thing as, as failing. You touched yeah. on something that I wanted to go back to about awareness that I feel like it can be such a double-edged sword that a lot of times, you know, we're just kind of like going through life. A lot of us sort of feel like we're along for the ride. We're just kind of hanging on and, and hoping to, to survive. When we start developing awareness, it can be really uncomfortable. It can bring up those sort of open wounds of, oh, this, this doesn't feel good. I don't like the awareness that I have now. I don't like knowing these things. I don't like realizing yeah. these are stories that I've made up or that I need to do work with my past to overcome these. But you need that awareness in order to overcome and in order to move forward. You can't keep your head buried in the sand and hope that your life is going to change. It has to, they are flip sides of the same coin. And we have a term we use in coaching called compassionate ownership. And it's the recognition that you are the person who needs to change your life. No one can do it for you. 
and you can do it from a place of empathy and kindness and understanding the same that you would give to another person. You can recognize my past isn't my fault. I can accept where I am now and not beat myself up about it. I cannot expect perfection, but also I'm going to take action to change things because that's the only way that it's going to happen. Yeah. That also, that's so powerful what you just said about being uncomfortable. That's also another space. It's kind of ironic too. I catch myself in it all, all the time, actually, because I'm always throwing myself into something new that I don't know. So it's always uncomfortable. I've become used to that. In fact, that's when I know I'm on the right path when I'm uncomfortable. But whenever you're like dealing with somebody that's, oh, I don't, I really don't want to be uncomfortable. I really don't want to be uncomfortable. And I'm like, you know what, honey, you already are uncomfortable. You're just, your Bible mechanisms has covered all that up that you just learned. And we call it stress. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, that's the part. Like, this is the part. This is the part where the rubber beats the road. It's always going to be uncomfortable. And instead of like something to resist, it's something to embrace because it means that you're in life. You know, it means you're in the action part. That's when it, it happens. All of this avoidance stuff is like, you know, you're either on the court in life or you're in the bleachers watching. Like there's not, not one of the two, right? It's like either an action or you're watching. And the world has enough watchers. That does absolutely nothing except for keep everything stuck in place. So it's like, what are you going to do? Who are you going to surround yourself with? Who are you going to get coached by that's going to guide you through that process where you start to learn that it is absolutely perfect, that you're uncomfortable as all get out in life because it's the point. It's the point of it. It's how we know we're alive. Yeah. So like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Because that's, it's a real I know when I was dealing with all of my weight things and like, I always felt like shit. I never thought I would ever get there. Like I never dreamed in a million years how it would ever like unfold that I'd get at some sort of mastery with that. But like, I remember all those spaces and where my head was at and how uncomfortable it was to get measured and God, like all of the stuff, the years that I've been trying to master, like, you know, being healthy or actually it's feeling okay in my skin. I do not feel okay when I'm overweight. Like, I just don't I feel like I'm walking around with bags of crap on me. Like, it just doesn't feel comfortable. And when you don't feel comfortable, this is a different context of comfortable, like inside your skin of your body, you're never going to be able to connect with your confidence, your, your authenticity. Like you're, there's always some sort of cover up to hide the fact of, you know, this is what's going on right now. We don't talk about that. How do you deal with that with people that you're working with? Because that's a huge, huge barrier. Yeah. I think the first piece is the compassion, is the acceptance that I don't have to like where I am right now, but I do need to accept that it is where I am right now. And I need to let go of the negative energy that I'm spending on beating myself up about it or blaming others. And... I just need to, whenever that like self-doubt soundtrack starts playing of, I can't believe that you're so fat. I can't believe that you let yourself get this way. Any of whatever your, whatever mean stuff your brain is saying, working on silencing it. Even it can be powerful to, to talk to yourself out loud. Just stop. Yeah. I don't want to hear that anymore. This yeah. is where I am and that's okay. And that's not the same as complacency and no. saying like, this is where I am and this is where I'm going to stay. 
but the the acknowledgement of reality like this this just is what it is this is where i am and then the ownership of moving forward given that this is where i am right now what is the next small step towards where i want to be i don't need to know all the steps i don't need to be perfect in executing them but i do need to keep going and to remind yourself whenever the negativity of i'm not good at this this is taking too long i should be better yada 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 any of that you just remind yourself it's okay to be a beginner i don't need to be perfect i'm learning i'm growing my success is inevitable yeah you get to choose those thoughts that's one of the most powerful realizations that i have had in my own personal development and and in, in coaching is that we have agency over our thoughts. And just like you were talking about, we have these beliefs we've picked up on that we don't even realize are made up. We take yeah. them as dogma. We think everybody feels the exact same way. This is just how life is. And it's both uncomfortable and very empowering to realize that you can just change that. There's a quote that I love that I always butcher. I can't remember who said it or exactly what it is, but the gist is that you can't stop a bird from landing on your head but you can prevent it from building a nest in your hair. And I love that comparison to our thoughts. You cannot, nor is the goal ever, to prevent a thought from coming into your head. It's like when somebody talks about meditation, they're like, oh, I can't clear my mind, I have too many thoughts. It's like, that's not the point. The point is to see the thoughts. Sure. Yeah. So whatever pops in your head, okay, so be it. Once that thought is in there, you decide, is it on a conveyor belt right out the other side? Or is it getting comfy in there and nestling in for, for a lifetime? And once you realize that, once you have the power to just decide, nope, that one's not welcome here, and you yeah. can replace it with something else, it is just a matter of repetition. Every yeah. single time the old thing comes up, you usher it out and you say the new thing. And eventually yeah. you tip the balance to the new yeah. thing. Yeah. That's I was a uh, very similar analogy that somebody made. It's amazing how analogies actually do work when something clicks and it's just like, it just hits you in the right way. Someone actually relates um, in this guided meditation. It was like, think of thoughts on a conveyor belt and you choose the ones that you want that make, that make you feel good in that moment. Or you're, you're like, you're aware that you're picking up, uh, you know, you're choosing not just every one of them, like the, scene that he used was uh, Lucille Ball and that one where the That's thing, exactly she's like, picture, you, do, yes. you don't have to do that. You literally can just choose. And he goes, and when you get really enlightened, you can step your ass back from that conveyor belt and just watch all of them and don't react to any of them. And I was like, okay, I love that because it really is like a couple of weeks ago, I noticed, you know, when I've been uh, going back to the, uh, where I grew up a lot lately, you know, parents sort of like at the end of life stuff and you're making sure everything's okay and all of that, all of that stuff that goes along with life. And I started to notice this feeling of stuffing myself when I was there, like this old energy, especially when I was in the house where I grew up and stuff, it was still there. Like, even though in my life, I don't experience that it was still there in that old setting and i'm still like it caught me so off guard it's taking me about three trips to like okay what is this like why do i want to why is this repeating back here why is this happening right now i'm still not 100 percent clear 
but I'm in that, what you just said, just like, I'm allowing myself to notice, um, I caught myself doing it. Um, it's like sugar. It's like where the sugar eating started and like, it was really uncomfortable and it's like shocking. Like, oh God, like I thought that was gone and here it is at the exact same space. Now, I don't want to avoid all of that. I know that there's still something there to uncover. So it's not even like trying to figure it out. It's just acknowledging it from that it's there. And I'm really open to healing whatever this is so that I can keep going deeper if need be, or it could clear out and I never have to deal with this part again. But like, yeah. do you ever have that with your clients where they had like wins and but yet something out of the blue happens, life changes or a divorce or some sort of change where it's like, wow. Yes. The, I think I first want to kind of applaud your personal growth because the fact that you're able to experience that in that sort of step back way and say like, essentially, that's interesting. I wonder what's going on here rather than defaulting to, I knew it, all this stuff, these last several years, getting my health under control. I'm just an imposter. This was never me. This is who I really am. This is the end is near. That is such a sign of mental strength and, and development. I see this all the time with clients and with myself as well. I'm certainly not immune that under certain conditions, we have things together and we feel yeah. really good about it. Yeah. And we start to feel sturdier and I'm like, okay, this is, I, I got it now. Yeah. And generally exactly what you touched on transitions are some of the most difficult times because they throw us off the anchors that we'd had, the routines that we've been relying on just get ripped away from us. And we feel very vulnerable and naked and, and it's easy to default back to what could end up being like a childhood behavior. And especially it's very interesting that this is in your, you know, your childhood home around your parents, where we all sort of naturally default back to the kid. Um, it's very common for that to happen. And what I mentioned a second ago is where I see most people go with it, where they hadn't yet fully stepped into their new identity as a fit and healthy person. And instead this almost like furthers their belief that they were an imposter to go back to that, that, yeah, I was putting on a good front. I, you know, I looked like I was a, a healthy person, but obviously as indicated by this, I'm not. And I think it's so important to work on that identity at every step of the way to recognize it's a, it is an identity by the way. I mean, it is, it is a literally an identity. Yes. I had a, an, an example when I went to college, I was an exercise science major. I had been really into the gym and I had a, a strong identity as a fit, healthy person. I gained almost 40 pounds in college. I didn't work out. I drank a lot of beer. I ate a lot of dining food, ice cream, dining, dining hall ice cream. And I came back my freshman year, summer, much heavier. And even then I remember telling myself, I forgot who I was for a while. My identity was with the, the fit, healthy behaviors. And I didn't let myself go down the road of, well, that was fun while it lasted, but this is who I really am. And that's what ends up happening with a lot of us in adulthood. So I think from the jump working on, I am not a, a 
a faker. I'm not a phony. I'm not putting a, a bandaid over this. I am, I am just starting to live in closer alignment with my value of health and to recognize we all get thrown off. I consider myself someone who has good oral hygiene. I floss, I brush my teeth, I mouthwash, all that. And there are weeks or months where I stop flossing because I ran out or I'm traveling or whatever. And that doesn't turn into an identity crisis. I was like, okay, I get back to it when I do. And if we treated our, our other healthy behaviors in the same way and just recognize like, yeah, we go through periods where like sometimes we fall out of habits and it does not mean anything about who you are, your success in the future, any of that. Yeah, it's like you touched on something about. about the vulnerability piece, you know, like that's, uh, that I just felt that when we were talking about, it. you know, like, Hey, Hey, I'm in a vulnerable spot in my life because I'm transitioning to something completely up and, you know, that's tapping into all the insecurities. And then this part happens that it's also like magnifying that. And then when I was a kid, it was always that I was always like new. I was not, it never felt like I was in the right space. So it just all of this, and I didn't know how to handle it then. Actually, I didn't know how to handle it. I ate macaroni and cheese. That's how, that's how I handled it. Like that got rid of everything. So, <laughs> uh, which turns into sugar. So like that is now kind of like making sense, but see, A, I wasn't aware of that till right now. You have to have the awareness. So now I can uh, create a space where being vulnerable is okay and healthy. Like being vulnerable can be healthy. Right, right. And now, be. you know, it's, like you were talking about earlier, it's just learning. It's just yes. now that you have the experience, now you, that you have the awareness, next time you know you're going to be in that situation, you can better prepare yourself, whatever I, that looks like, mentally, environmentally. Right exactly. And yeah. that's really what it's all about, the lessons that you can learn. Life is always going to throw curveballs. And even the people with the sturdiest, you know, strongest identity are going to be challenged. And it's just a matter of how you choose to look at it and what you choose to do with it and about it. I love it. Um, what else is happening in your world? Like besides like all of this, you know, since we last spoke, like, has there been anything that's been, uh, that shifted or expanded or you know, I feel like we're all in this space of everything's expanding. So yeah. kinda, is that happening to you? Is that like, are you being pulled, you know, to be that bigger, grander version of yourself? Or what's that look like for you in your life? Yeah. So we're in a major transition. We talked last, we had recently moved back to the U.S. from Germany. Now I'm talking at the time we talked about I was in California. Now I'm in Maine. Our whole life is sort of in upheaval. All of our stuff is in storage. We likely won't have a, a permanent house for another probably six months. My husband is traveling for work for the next four months. I have a son starting kindergarten. That's been a whole thing. I'm with my dad and my childhood home. That's been a whole thing. And there's just been like a lot of life stuff. And I think the expansion and, and the opportunity for me right now has been balancing my job and my business and my career that's very important to me with other aspects of my life that have been underdeveloped, largely due to, to being in Germany. I didn't have, you know, deep friendships. I wasn't around family. So now I'm around my friends who I've known for 
30 years. I'm with my dad for the longest period of time. We've been together since I was in college. And my work has been leaning into those things and letting go of some of the expectations I have for myself business-wise and recognizing that you know dips in revenue or not checking all the boxes are not the end of the world. And that my value as a human being is yes. not directly tied to my income yes. or my business. Yes. And that's, I'm still, I'm like, I, can, I have like a pit in my stomach talking about it. Um, but that's, that's been my work is the last few years, I have been very business focused because I was essentially living in isolation in Northern Germany. And it was something to just really go all into. And now I'm needing to recalibrate all of the different components that make me a person. And that's tough. It is. It's a, it's a, it's like you're, you're transforming whether you think you are or not, but like if we, what we never really take into consideration is how that there are certain aspects of our world, our external world that rely on us to keep it in sync with where we are energetically, you know, like it used to never bother me to have things askew, like around me in my house, like now, no, everything, no, no, it's space. I want it to match what's happening up here or the, that something that normally would never be an issue or a stop or anything like that, or an irritation, it's intensified. Like the smallest amount that I'm, if I veer like just a little bit off my focus, I feel like crap. And it's like, I know why it's there. It's like, no, blind back on your thing. Like, where are you going to? Like, I don't need to focus on these distractions anymore. And boy, has that been a game changer too. Like, and also understanding how important relationships are, you know, like in, in your life, like I've been my whole life, I've never put value in close. I've had close friendship. I have close friendships, but like, there's a part of me that wants to reconnect and like in a new way, like I'm just discovering who I am. Like now I want to share that with folks. So it's like, I find all of these dynamics that are starting to come and play and then who I'm meeting and the caliber of folks, you know, it's just such an amazing experience when you start to understand how literally we're creating every single nuance of our life, literally in real time. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I, I know in my heart, that's where we're going. Like, and it's okay to understand that. I believe we're going to be in a world one day where we just get who we are energetically. And it's just natural as breathing to empower everyone around us because we're just empowering ourselves. Like this, this, survival stuff just doesn't exist anymore. Like there's no, there's no room for it anymore. It's just, I feel it everywhere that I look, but it is a damn journey from going from one space to the next. And I believe we somehow provide a context for that to exist for people wherever they're coming. Like they come to you for the weight loss, but you now know that it's mindset. People come to me to like, you know, manifest something in their world, but it's at the belief level, you know, like it's all at the level of and nobody really wants to talk about that because yep. when we do, it opens the Pandora's box to other questions that we have to grapple with as human beings. Like, 
there is no other thing out there that's going to come down and save us like we were taught. And that's uncomfortable. This is it. You get to make what you want and going back to kind of that double-edged sword, like that's scary. And it's also really exciting that, yeah. you know, truly no matter what position you're finding yourself in now, no, yeah. no matter how stuck you feel or unhappy yeah. you feel, you're never stuck. There's always something that you can do. And it really is just Learn. a matter of deciding. Yeah. Well, I another beautiful conversation. I know this one recorded. I can see all of it. Yay. And you never, you never blinked out on me. So um, I think we're hundred percent good. I just want to say thank you so much for coming back and sharing this insightful conversation. I just believe that, you know, taking care of ourselves is just such an important part. And no matter what the problems are that we face in life or the obstacles and stuff, they're all there to help us literally evolve. They're the stair steps to us ascending. And um, you have to become aware and having powerful conversations is a beautiful way to start doing that. So if you guys are somebody that is listening in today and may have uh, dropped in on this conversation because you're dealing with a weight issue or working out or like Esther said, you know that you, you know all the things to do. You just don't know why you're not doing it. There's a reason. And it's at the level of belief. So thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate you coming back and um, have this amazing conversation with me. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Guys, hope you got great value out of today. Um, I appreciate you listening in. Let us know what you got in the comments below. And I will link Esther's information also in the description box. You can reach out to her and have a conversation on your own. So that's it for now. We will see you on the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.